Amen. That's all right, somebody. Amen. First, giving honor to God, to, amen, to this, to this angel of this house, Dr. Bishop, my adopted pastor, yes, sir, Pastor Pickett, my friend, and, and to his lovely wife. God bless her. Truly, it's a blessing to be here at Good Hope. Amen. Amen. We give honor to these preachers who grace this pulpit and those who are out in the audience. We thank you for another day's journey. Amen. Mama said she was glad about it. And to all of you brothers and sisters in Christ, it's a blessing just to be here in God's house today. And we give honor to deacons and deaconess and to all of you. Amen. We want to acknowledge my wife. Amen. And my baby girl, amen. Y'all stay down. Let somebody see you. Amen. 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 God bless him. Amen. Amen. I know I have at least two amens today. Yes, sir. Always good to bring you some amens. Amen. But, amen. But that's my wife. Amen. The straw in my berry. Amen. Amen. The apple in my pie. Yes, sir. Amen. I can... I can vividly remember, amen, when we first got married and a couple of my friends used to tease for me and say, man, she got you henpecked. <laughs> amen. I would tell them, it's, it's, okay. it's better to take care of one hen than try to take care of the whole chicken coop. <laughs> Some of y'all get that on the way home. Amen. 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 I feel, I feel at home. Amen. I, I feel at home. Amen. Amen. I see. Some of my friends, uh, some of my co-workers, God bless you, amen. But we're here to celebrate 126 years. Good hope you ought to give yourself a big round of applause, amen. 126 years, amen, serving God, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give this choir a big round of applause. My Jesus, my, my, amen. This is where we're going to pack them up and take them back to Tampa, yes, sir singing like that. But we're not going to hold you long, amen. And you probably anticipating, amen, a 35 minutes, an hour sermon, but I ain't bring but 15 minutes, amen. <laughs> amen. So if you're waiting on a long sermon, amen, you in trouble, amen. But if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, come go with me to the book of Luke. Luke Gospel, Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Luke Gospel, the Gospel according to Luke. Amen. And amen. It don't take me long to... <laughs> Amen. So if you wait until, amen, on the close, you may miss it. Amen. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. If you please stand, please stand, please stand to your feet. Amen. Acknowledge God. Amen. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. It says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And then, amen, and then Jesus saw her and he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmities. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. And said unto the people, There are six days in which men are to work, and then therefore come and be held, and not on the Sabbath day. 
The Lord then answered and said, Thou hypocrite, do not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, lo, these eighteen years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all the adversaries, amen, were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. We're going to highlight that 13th verse. Amen. The Sermonian text, verse 13 says once again, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. She was made straight church just for a few moments that god give power we want to tag this text with this title let's straighten it out let's straighten it out look at your neighbor say neighbor so my neighbor said god will straighten it out let us pray eternal god we come now to say thank you lord lord we thank you for your grace and we we thank you for your mercy God, we thank you for the saints who came out today to spend time in your word. We thank you for what you did last night as we slumbered and slept. And God, you touched us this morning with the thing of love and our eyes came open. God, we thank you for this great man of God. You have placed him. We thank you for his ministry. We thank you for his wife, his offsprings. We thank you for every preacher, every deacon, every saint under the sound of my voice. We pray, God, that you give me spiritual energy physical energy take control of my mind my mouth my motive and my movement but god i need you to orchestrate your message today someone need to hear your word today there's life there's joy there's peace in your word so god i stand flat-footed just to preach your word today we come without a form of fashion just come to lift up the name of jesus because you said if i be lifted up you will draw all men unto you so god i stand here just to lift up your word Give me a double dose of your power. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people say it. Let's straighten it out. Church, back in the days, back in the day when I was growing up in Lakeland, a young boy growing up in Lakeland, I grew up on 6th Street, Mr. Little. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up on 6th Street, but there was a juke jump (coughs) on 5th Street. Come on, somebody. Behind my house. We didn't start out with AC, little, uh, our house, we, we had a big fan in the woman, amen. So the, so the music would come, yes, sir, I wish I had some help, yes, sir, in our house. But to make a long story short, we laid in the bed, my brothers and I, we were laid there and listened to the music that came through the window from the joke joint. And I'm not talking about the gospel music, yes, sir, no. yeah, 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 I'm talking about R&B. Not righteous and biblical, amen, but, but rhythm and blues. Yes, sir. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But, but there were two songs they would play over and over and over again. And, and the first song they would play, they would play Lenny Williams. Y'all remember Lenny Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one that wrote that song. Girl, you know I, I. Yeah, yeah. I, you ain't been saved all your life, yeah. Yes, sir. I love yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then there was another song. They were played by Benny Lattimore. Benny Lattimore wrote a song entitled "Let's Straighten It 
out. Benin said, how in the world you expect me to understand when I don't even know what's wrong? Benin said, let's straighten it out. You see, Benny was talking about straightening out a relationship. But church, if the truth be told, the only person who can really straighten out your situation is the Lord Jesus Christ. Do I got a witness this morning? Is there anybody here can remember when you was in a crooked situation, but then you met Jesus and he was able to straighten out your situation? How many know Jesus is able to straighten out your situation? And here and here in our text today, we're, we're going to see a woman who was bent over for a very long time. But when she met Jesus, she was able to get her situation straightened out. So as we try to conduct this eschatological excavation, I want to show you what God showed me. Look at verses 10 through 11. Look at verses 10 through 11. It says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues, amen, on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Now, church, to make this text more compatible to your comprehension, I want to give you three points. The first points I want to give you, we see this woman, we see this woman resilience. Yeah, yeah, we, first point, we see her resilience. We see her resilience. Look, look, look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, if verse 10, it, says, it says, he was teaching in one of the synagogues, now, the he here is who? Jesus. Jesus is teaching in the synagogues. He, he's teaching in the place of worship. He, he's teaching in what we call the church. Amen. How many know Jesus is the master teacher now? And while he's teaching in the synagogue, the text says a woman was there also. Now, now the text never tells us who she was, but tells us where she was. Oh, y'all missed that. It never tells us who she was, but tells us where she was. Because where you hang out tells a lot about who you are. Yeah, yeah, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Look, 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 look. This woman, this woman for 18 years had a struggle. She's suffering now, but, but she was resilient. She could have been anywhere, but the text says she was in a synagogue. She was at the church. She was at Good Hope. Y'all, come on, come on, come on. Not at the mall, not getting the nails done, not getting the hair done. She was not in the club, not hanging out, but she was in church. But church, don't miss this. Even though she was in the synagogue, even though she was in church, she was still suffering. She was in the right place doing the right things, but things were still going wrong in her life. The text says she had a spirit of infirmity for 18 long years. Church, let me just give you this for free. You can't fix a spiritual problem with a physical prescription. z pack Z-Max won't do it. Only Jesus can fix some situations in our life. Look, look, look. She had a physical ailment, but it was coming from a evil spirit. Nudge your neighbor and say, what kind of spirit do you have? Church, please don't miss this now. She was in church, but suffering because of an evil spirit. Now, here's another theological note you want to write down. The spirit she had didn't come from the church. She brought that spirit to church. That's why you have to be prayed up 
when you leave home because on your way to church, an evil spirit can hitchhike a ride to the church. Church, she had a spirit for 18 years, and it attacked her body physically. Now, let me pause parenthetically. Listen to me closely. The spirit attacked her body physically, which tells me every headache, every backache, every stomachache we have may not come from what you ate last night. It could be a spiritual demon attacking your body. Oh, let me put some Bible through. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Church, she was really under a demonic attack. But hear what I like about this woman. Although she was suffering for these many years, she came to church and never complained. Oh, y'all missed it. She came to church. And she never complained. And we got folks that got ingrown toenails. Talking about your shoes. Too tight. She came to church 18 years. Why, Pastor William? Why did she do it? Because she had a made-up mind to praise God. She had a made-up mind to come to church. You see, the devil would attack us right in the mind. You see, the battle starts in the mind. The devil tries to attack every part of our brain. He attacked the cerebrum right here. Yeah, the occipital lobe is right here. Even attacked the medulla oblongata, which is right here. He attacks every part of the brain because whatever controls your mind controls you. And the only reason we haven't lost our cotton-picking mind. It's because Jesus has been keeping us. Anybody glad Jesus has been keeping your mind? Could have lost your mind a long time ago. Could have been dead sleeping in the grave, but because of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she had her made of mind. Here it is, here it is, Michelle. She was suffering in silence. She knew how to suffer in silence. Church, sometimes it's best to hold our peace until God give us relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's really no reason to go around whining and, and crying and, and complaining. I serve a God that will give you peace that passes. Oh, understanding. The text says, the text says, look, look. And she was bound together and could not in no wise lift herself. Mm. She was bent over for 18 years. Mm. Couldn't see the blue skies. Because she was bent over. Couldn't see the birds in the air because she was bent over. Couldn't drive a car to church because she was bent over. Couldn't even look at the sky because she was bent over. They laughed at her because she was bent over. Never got married, help me somebody. Because she was bent over. But she never complained. Because I just believe that she believed her help was on the way. How many know Jesus is a present help in the time of the storm? She found her help right in the church. So we saw, we saw, we saw her resilience. Look at my second point. Point two, we see her recovery. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look at a recovery. Look at a recovery. Look at verses 12, 12, yes, sir, 12 and 13. Look at a recovery. Look, look, look. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. Even before T.D. Jake said it. Come on, somebody. And then let me, let me, let me just pause for a while. Jake can't free you. Preach that thing faster. Only Jesus. He said, woman, thou art loose. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. The text says, Jesus saw her. My Jesus. She couldn't see Jesus at first, but Jesus saw her. Church, not only does Jesus know what we're going through, he sees. I wish I had some help. He sees what we're going through. See, why are you trying to work that thing out, trying to figure it out? God has already worked that thing out. Look, look, look. Church, Jesus saw her situation because she kept coming to church. Y'all quiet over Let me talk to the size. Yeah. She saw his situation, her situation because she kept coming to church. She came to the place of worship. Look, 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 look. You see, if you want to be blessed, you got to be what Jesus is. Now, 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 I know, I know some of y'all, y'all deep and y'all saying, but Pastor Webb, God is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere at the same time. But I just believe he loved the place of worship, which is the house of prayer. Church, Jesus didn't only see her, but he saw her situation. He saw her condition. He saw the mess she was in. Is there anybody here today ever been in a messy situation? But I stopped by to bring you some good news. God can turn your mess into a miracle. Watch, 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 watch Jesus. After he saw her, the text says he called her to him. He wanted to talk to her. Church, when was the last time you really talked to Jesus? I'm not talking about those public pontifications that we do on Sunday morning. But, but I'm talking about when you're driving home from work and there's nobody in the car but you and, and Jesus. You see, what you say to Jesus in private, sometimes you can't say it in public. Because some of us got some secret sins that we can't let anybody know about it. But isn't it good to know we serve a God that will look beyond all of our faults and, and see our needs? We serve a God that we can be real with him now. See, when I say real with Jesus, see, you don't need no fancy introduction when, you, when you're talking to Jesus. You know how sometimes we get so, we get so righteous and, and religious? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The old magnificent God. You see, when you really need some help, you ain't got time to be talking proper and prim. When you really need some help, you say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. You say, Father, I got sickness in my body. Father, I'm in a messed up relationship. Father, my marriage is falling apart. Father, if you don't stop by here, I don't know what. We'll do. Yeah, yeah, see, we, we got too many folk playing church. But when you really need some help, you got to know Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus, yeah. So Jesus, he called this woman to him. He, he called this woman to him. 
touch your neighbor and say, you better come to Jesus. She called this woman to him. But keep in mind, keep in mind, keep in mind. She, she's bent over. And she can't see him. Now, if she bent over and cannot see him, how in the world she going to go to Jesus? I'm glad you asked that question. The answer is found in John chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You see, when you've been walking with Jesus for a while, you know when he's speaking to you now. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Maybe God is trying to tell you something. That's why we have to remove ourselves from distraction. Amen, amen. And let God speak to our spirit. You see, when he speaks to you, he'll make everything all right. When he speaks to you, he can heal your body. When he speaks to you, you can say, Father, I love you anyhow. So church, so church, when Jesus saw her and spoke to her situation, look what he says. He says, woman, thou art loose from thy infirmities. In other words, let's straighten it out. Church, the Lord knows how to speak to our situation. How many know the Lord knows how to speak to our situation? He, he can speak and man will fall dead. He can speak and man will rise again. Let me give you a theology one-on-one. God rules this world with his words. Everything God does, he does with his words. He loved the words so much he called himself the word. If you read John 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God created and changed everything by using his word. Notice Jesus just spoke a word. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will stand forever. That's why you can't make me doubt him, because I know too much about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, 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 look. Jesus saw this woman, watch, 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 and spoke to this woman. But more importantly, he straightened this woman out. Look at verse 13 again. Look at 13. 13, 13 says, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made what? And glorified God. Church, Jesus saw this woman, spoke to this woman. But more importantly, he straightened her out. Jesus saw, Jesus spoke. But after she touched her, something happened. The text says, two weeks later. It said one month later. The text said immediately she was what? Straight. How many know when you have been truly touched by Jesus? You're never the same. He has a way of changing your situation. Look, she was healed internally first. Keep in mind, it was that bad spirit that had her bound. So Jesus had to command that evil spirit to come out of her and go. She was loose. But then there was an external healing. How do you know, Pastor? Well, because she glorified God. Church, when God brings you us out of our situation. We got to learn how to praise God. See, we, we got to give God the glory now. The text says she glorified God. Church, it was a miraculous recovery. As soon as she came out of bondage, she began to bless the Lord. She was bound, but now she's blessed. 
And because she blessed, she gave God the credit. Because she was blessed, she gave God the credit. In other words, she was saying, God did it. Church, everything we have, God did it. The car you drive, God did it. The house you have, God did it. The education you have, God did it. Health and strength, God did it. How many know if it had not been for God on your side, where would you be? Look, look, watch, 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 watch. Oh, Dr. Pickett, Bishop Pickett, after the Lord, look, 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 after the Lord done something for her, she done something for him. After the Lord done something for her, she done something for him. She glorified God. If the Lord has done something good for you, you ought to be able to give God some glory. Look, she was a worshiper now. Watch, 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 watch. She stopped worrying and she began to worship. You see, you can't worry and worship at the same time. No, 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 no. You see, 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 there got to be participation to produce activation. There has to be participation to produce activation. There has to be participation to produce activation. You see, you see, worship really starts on the inside. Worship really starts on the inside. You see, here it is, here it is, sister Webb, sister Webb, here it is. It is an inward transformation that produces an outward demonstration that causes an upward presentation that produces a downward activation. Oh, I, I think I said it again. It is an inward transformation that produces an outward demonstration that causes an upward presentation that produces a downward activation. Y'all may get that. Let me put it in a different way. Let me put it in a different way. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. How many know when you learn how to give God the glory? If you lift up holy hands, he'll pour blessings down in your life. Yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh. Quick, quick, a quick review, a quick review, a quick review. Here it is. I'm about done. I'm about done. I'm about done. Number one, number one, number one. Amen, amen. We saw her resilience. Number two, we saw her recovery. And then point number three, Sister Webb, let me go to Red Lobster. Yes, sir. Point three, point three. We see the reaction. We see the reaction. Look, 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 look at verses 14 through 17. It says, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore come to be healed and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath those they lose his ox and his ass from the stall. And lead him away to watering. And I'm not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound. Lo, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. 
And when he had said these things, all his adversaries was ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Church, do you see the reaction of the ruler of the synagogue? The text says he answered with indignation. He got angry. He got 38 hot because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. He said, there are six days which men can work, and you trying to heal on the Sabbath day? This man was more concerned about the law rather than love. Church, do you see the religiosity? The word religiosity means excessive devotion. You know those people who want to be so righteous, got the biggest Bible in the church, big cross around their neck, and they try to spiritualize everything to come in their life. Light goes off and they say, maybe God is trying to speak to me in the dark. It could be you ain't pay your light bill. These, look, 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 these kind of people have, they have never made any mistakes in life. They do everything right. They are so heavenly minded that they are no earthly good. They are extremely religious. They have no relationship, but they have religion. They never get excited in church, never shout, never praise God, but they sit back and evaluate everything that goes on in the church. That's why we have to be careful who we sit next to in the church. Because they'll steal your joy, they'll steal your hope, they'll steal your peace. See, if you're not careful, the person sitting next to you right now, right, right now, right now, look at your neighbor and say, excuse me, do I need to move? See, you have to be careful who you sit next to in the church. Look, 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 this, this man, this man, this ruler was, he was righteous. He, he was religious, but he had no Jesus. He said, I know she's suffering, but we have to wait, Jesus. You should not heal her today. All because of the law, not because of love. But the word of God says, they will know you are my disciples by the way you show love one for another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jesus said, he said, he said, he said, he said, you ain't nothing but a hypocrite. <laughs> you are more concerned about your ox and your ass than this lady. Look, 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 look. Verse 15. Verse, look at verse 15. Verse 15. 15 said, it says, the Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite. Does not each of you, one of you, uh, the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and steal and lead him away to watering? Amen. But look at verse 16. And are not this woman being daughter of Abraham, whom, whom Satan hath bound, lo, this 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Jesus was letting the ruler know she was a believer. Look, look, being a daughter of Abraham, she was not physical Abraham's daughter, but spiritually, she was a believer of the same God. Church, she was a believer, and she has, she has been loosed from Satan, from bondage. And Jesus was really saying, you have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to get mad at me because I'm healing this lady? You mad at this lady when she was bound and came to church? Nobody said anything. When she went through a divorce and came to church, nobody said anything. 
when she didn't have a job and came to church, nobody said anything. When she was living from paycheck to paycheck and came to church, nobody said anything. When her lights got cut off and she still came to church, nobody said anything. But now she's free and worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Everybody got a problem with her. You see, as long as she had her mouth closed, nobody said anything. But when she began to praise God, everybody got mad. I stopped by to tell somebody, the devil is a lie. If God has blessed you, baby, if God has healed your body, you ought to be ashamed of yourself if you can't give God glory. If you still got your car, if the blood is running on in your vein, you ought to be ashamed of yourself if you don't give God the glory. Look, 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 look. Here it is, here it is. Her action produced a reaction. Look, look at verse 17. Look at verse 17. I'm going home. Verse 17 says, and when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed. And all the people rejoiced for all the glorious thing that was done by him. After Jesus put him and them in their place, the people began to rejoice for all the glorious things that were done by Jesus. They shouted in the church because somebody got a healing. They started shouting in the church because somebody got blessed. They started shouting in the church because somebody got a breakthrough. You see, you ought not just be happy when you get blessed. You ought to be happy when somebody else get blessed. You ought to be jumping for joy when somebody else get blessed. You see, and, and, and you ought not get jealous when somebody else get blessed. Because I have learned what God got for me. It is for me. She began to shout for God. But church, but look, look, look. This is what I really like. Don't miss this. It all started in the church. Not in the club. It all started in the church. That's why I love the church. Because I was baptized in the church. Did my first Easter speech in the church. I found love in the church. I found peace in the church. I found joy in the church. I did my first sermon in the church. That's why if we're going to come to church, we might as well have church. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And when I come to God's house, whether well, it's good hope or new Bethel, when I come to God's house, I come to have a good time. Because when I look back over my life, I realized if it had not been for God on my side, I would have died a long time ago. When I look back over my life and I realize who brought me out of the hospital, it was nobody but Jesus. That's why I feel like David. David said, I will bless the Lord. His praise will continue to be in my mouth. I will. You may not want to bless him, but I will. You may not want to shout, but I will. I will. Why, Pastor Webb? Why? 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 Why do you bless God so much? Because what he did out 
on the old rugged cross. He suffered, bled, and died. But how many know that's not how the story ends? My pastor told me it was early, early, early. On Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And church, 